right, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. The Shocking Truth series is is a walk through the book of James. Uh, We have spent a week on each chapter, fourth week. We're going to be in chapter 4. Uh, but before we, before we jump in, there's a couple of things I want to, uh, to recap because it's kind of important uh, that, we, that we consider these things before we just uh, jump into James chapter 4. And that is the historical context. Uh, understanding who, who is this James? Who is he writing to? Why, why, is, why is he writing this particular letter? Well, the letter was written shortly after the Apostle Paul's first missionary journey. Uh, He had been to some of the Gentile nations. He's made his way back to Jerusalem. And now that Paul has returned, there is this scuffle that's going on. There's this conflict that's taking place. Well, what's the conflict that's taking place? Well, there is a group of Jewish Christians who... uh, are insisting that the new Gentile believers begin to practice some of the Jewish traditions. So that would be things like, you know, they've got to, they've got to get circumcised. They've got to eat certain foods. They've got to behave this way. They've got to do certain things. And then there were other uh, Jewish Christians who were saying, no, they, they, we're, we're, we're putting a, you know, we're putting a noose around their neck. We're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not being helpful. They're, you know, they're, this is, this is a, a challenge for them. Uh, this is a, it was a challenge for us. And it's not the right thing to do is to just turn around and, and put weight on them when the gospel has freed us from that. So the, the group of Jewish Christians who were saying, no, they've, gotta, they've got to become and follow some of the Jewish practices, that group of people was known as the Judaizers. And what James is doing is James is writing in response to that conflict. James is then going to write. Now, there's two letters that went out. The first letter was from the Jerusalem Council. And the Jerusalem Council addressed and wrote to the Gentile believers. We find that letter inside another book. It's found in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 15. That's the letter from the Jerusalem Council, chapter 15, that went out to the Gentiles. James is the the letter that was written to the Gentiles. Jewish Christians who were scattered abroad, who were scattered throughout the Gentile nations. So it's Jewish Christians living in Gentile nations, and and he's addressing this conflict that has taken place. Now, why is that all of that so important? Well, as we've seen with each chapter, as we progress, we've discovered that that historical context helps us understand exactly what James is addressing. For example, in week one, the shocking truth that we walked away with was that you should be joyful in trials. I mean, that seems kind of shocking, right? I mean, you should be joyful in trials. Now, what was, what was James after? James was saying this. James was saying, look, I get it. There are, you know, there's some tension we're facing, we're facing a trial. We're facing a difficult circumstance. But we are going to grow, and our faith is going to be stronger because of how we deal with this. And he said, we, just, we should even consider it a joy. Our attitude should be, let's just consider this a good thing because we're going to be fa- stronger in our faith because of this. 
And then, and then chapter 2, we have this, this shocking truth of you, you should see naked people. You know, what in the world is that talking about? Well, James is reminding us, he's saying, listen, you should see the needs of other people. It's not enough for you to say, yeah, be warm and be fed without taking some action. It's not enough to just say, let them eat cake. It's not enough to just, yeah, hey, just whatever, uh, you know, go, go, go do this and, you know, it'll all work out. It'll all be better. No, he said, look, you should see people and the needs that they have and meet those needs and meet those needs. Week three, we talked about this idea of the controlling of the tongue. Now, why was that important? because of the, how they were treating one another and the language that they were using toward one another and this conflict that they were dealing with. So all of this is leading up to these final couple of chapters in the book of James that's going to help us if we keep that in mind, if we keep that, that backdrop in mind of the, the historical context of what exactly is going on, then it helps us to make better application even for our own lives. So there's three questions then that James answers in this fourth chapter. And James is hitting the heart of the problem between the Jewish Christians, the Judaizers, um, and, and even the Gentiles, the Gentile believers. And the answers that James provides to these three questions are actually helpful for us. So let's consider, here's what I want us to do. I want us to look at the first question. I want to look at each question, and then after the question, we're going to look at the focal passage, and then after that focal passage, we're going to consider personal application. What does that mean for us? So the first question is this. What is the reason for our conflicts? What is the reason for our conflicts? I mean, why do, why do we have conflict to begin with, right? Well, let's look. James chapter 4, verse 1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? James is giving us the shocking truth. And he is telling us that the reason that we are experiencing conflict, the reason that we experience conflict with others is our own selfishness. It's our own self-centeredness. That's, that's at the root of it. That is the reason that we're experiencing conflict is because somebody somewhere somehow is, is being selfish. So key point number one for us this morning is this. Most of the conflicts that we have with others is because of our own selfishness. Most of the conflicts that we have with others is because of our own selfishness. Now, it's easy for us to think of the other person as the selfish one, right? I mean, it's easy for us to, you know, kind of sit back and be one, the one to want to start pointing the fingers. But James doesn't point the fingers toward others. He doesn't even leave room for it. When you read that passage, you know, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? He's saying, look, you can't start pointing the fingers toward other people. He leads us toward a self-examination of our own heart. Now, here's what I want us to do. Let me give you a quick hermeneutic. A hermeneutic is it's a discipline of properly interpreting Scripture. 
And it's a tool that can help you study Scripture with confidence. One of the tools that you need in your, in your hermeneutics tool belt is, is the understanding of context. I want you to think of it this way. When you think about context, and not just historical context, but you know, the, the, the immediate context of a, of a paragraph or whatever, I want you to think of this, of this hermeneutic that, that needs to be in your toolbox I want you to think of it as, uh, as a lens. And the first thing that you do when you study Scripture, what do we do? We have a focal passage. For us this morning, it's James chapter 4. More specifically, we're right now we're looking at verse 1. And here's what we need to do with this hermeneutic, with this lens. The first thing we do to make sure that we're interpreting this properly is we look at that passage and then we want to broaden that lens a little bit, right? We want to spiral out just a little bit so we can say, what does this passage mean in light of the rest of the paragraph? How does it fit into the context of the rest of the paragraph? And then what do we do? We want to broaden that lens a little bit more, right? And we say, what is that, that sentence? What does that verse mean in the context of the whole chapter of James chapter 4. So we broaden that lens again. And then the hermeneutic says this. Let's broaden it one more time. You know, just, just for the book of James. Let's, so we're looking at the verse, then we're looking at the paragraph, then we're looking at the chapter. Now we're going to say, how does that verse and my understanding of that verse fit with the rest of my understanding of the book of James? Now, we don't end there, do we? We actually make the lens larger. What do we do then? We, we make the lens larger by saying, what does it say in the context of the New Testament? And, and, and we say, is this, is this in sync with what I learn and what I have seen in other places in Scripture? Is my understanding of this passage, is it contradicting? Is my understanding contradicting something else? Or can I find other passages of Scripture in the New Testament that say the same thing? And then what do I want to do? I'm going to broaden it again. I want to, broad, I want to spiral out every single time, get a little bit broader lens. And this time I'm going to say, what does the whole of Scripture teach? Is my understanding of this passage in line with what the rest of Scripture teaches? If so then my application and my understanding of that verse, it's probably right. It's probably on target. It's a hermeneutic. It's rightly dividing the word of truth, making sure. So if, if there's a way to rightly divide the word of truth, that means that there is a proper hermeneutic. It also means that there's a wrong way, right? There's, a, there's an inappropriate way to divide the word of truth. We want to make sure we do it properly. So we, every single time we want to take it, lens, broaden that lens, bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. Now, last week, Pastor Charlie applied this hermeneutic tool in his sermon. He did a fantastic job. In fact, here's what he did. If you think back, if you were here or you watched online, here's what he did. He looked at what James, in, the ch in chapter 3, said about our language. And then what did he do? He expanded that lens a little bit more. And then he says, what are, what are other New Testament passages 
saying about this. And what did Charlie do? He took us to Luke chapter 6. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then what did he do? He took it out a little bit farther, and then he took us to, to some other passages of Scripture in both the Old and the New Testament. Now, why is he doing that? Is he cherry-picking? No, that's not what he's doing at all. What he is doing is a hermeneutic that is allowing Scripture to interpret Scripture. So let's apply that same hermeneutic to James chapter 4, verse 1. James is saying that the conflicts that we experience may be rooted in our own selfishness. He seems to be telling us to do a self-examination. He seems to be telling us that there is something within us that is causing uh, these conflicts, and there's even a war going on within ourselves. And what is this going to do? It's going to require personal examination instead of pointing the fingers to others. Now, is that understanding of that verse, does that align with what we know about the rest of the book of James? Yes. Why? Well, just last week, we were called to examine our hearts concerning what? Our language, our, the things that we speak, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So is James consistent with the book of James? Absolutely. James is calling us to examine our hearts when we find ourselves in conflict. That is the first thing that he is telling us to do. Psalms, so let's pull out the lens a little bit. Psalm chapter 139, verses 23 and 24 say this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Do you have conflict in your life? Have you experienced some type of conflict in your life? Then the first thing that we do, the first thing that we do, is to examine our own heart. Lord, search my heart. Am I making the conflict worse? because of my own selfishness or am I responding as the Lord would have me?